It is a new day in the workroom and it is yet another new cast of Drag Race. Enter goes, we are not getting them tattooed on ourselves like that guy on Reddit. Oh, was it? I missed that. Did he, the cast of Spain. Did I not send you that? Oh, I know, there is a person. There is an individual. Check our socials, people. You will see this. It will make you sad. There is a person who has had every single RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race cast adjacent tattooed on their body wow and they do not look like they are professional quality tattoos and they do look like they're infected wow like so even you know the international franchises but yeah because the, the 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 version of this i saw was somebody who had gotten the new cast of drag race Hispania season two tattooed on themselves Ooh, i mean i kind of like it as as <laughs> as like a feature wall <laughs> But like, I mean, I don't have any tattoos, so I guess that's way too extreme for me. But still, it feels... No, it feels too much. You're going to regret that. You're going to regret that. Eventually, Mm. one of those queens will be racist. And then what are you going to (laughs) do? I think think that's already happened. That's true, yeah. They've got like half the cast of Down Under just blacked out. <laughs> but yes, if you haven't guessed, this is Sissy that Pie behind the paywall. <laughs> but also in yeah. the main feed, yeah, just in the main for today. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're going to share our thoughts with you on Meet the Queens. To, you know, let's let's get warmed up for this season. And then, if you're going to be watching it and you want to hear our weekly recaps, you can head over to the workroom regular feed, which is behind the paywall at Heads of Plus. Or heads, headsofpodcast.com and yeah it's been a bit of crack so head over there and we, we'll we really appreciate it um did you find yourself comparing these queens to the season one queens um no do you know actually i didn't and i think that was partly because it felt like quite a different cast it, it felt like quite a different kind of vibe and also because there was just so much happening in the production of the thing that I was confused it was like are we at a rave is this some sort of a superhero convention are we in the gym I don't know but I'm here for all of the colour lots of colour yeah I, I thought it felt like David Guetta's titanium when we said oh, opening yeah. up I was like oh god <laughs> yeah. having a session uh, <laughs> I did find myself comparing at the start I think it's only because it was like Killer Queen's sister, Drag Volcano's, you know, home friend. Uh, you know, I thought Estrella looked a bit like the Macarena. But then actually, as the cast progressed, I was like, okay, there's actually a lot more sort of... Not that those people weren't individual, but there was it was less easy to see a, a, a counterpart. And I was like, I shouldn't be doing this anyway. So I dropped it. Good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree. But I mean, the thing is, I do think that... And I don't know like whether that was a choice that they made in terms of like how they sequenced this, but like they went up front with the like drag sister of Killer Queen, one of the finalists of season one. So you kind of are invited into a comparative mindset uh, as you as you move into it. But also not a bad thing, really, because the cast of season one of Hispania were really strong. And, you know, if they're going to if they're going to replicate that again, you know, more yeah, power not, to them. Not too bad. Um, and look, I, I know we both have birthdays this year that end in O, but... I one of the things I'm most looking forward to is that the majority of the cast are in their thirties. 
Yeah, that is nice. I mean, considering what we've had in the in 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 season fourteen, which is a very young cast, I think that like that spread of ages is important because you want that sort of sense of someone who's been doing it. and you've got queens here who've been doing drag for fifteen, twenty years. And I think like having people who've who've just started like two or three years or like even you know, two, three years ago with two people who've doing it for, for twenty years, you get that's a really interesting perspective because it's you know, a sort of a like young ingenues with like a fresh idea on what it is plus people who've been successfully doing it like you see how they like butt heads and how they do well against each other yeah definitely so i i i just feel overall the franchise is veering younger and i'm glad that we're taking a step back from that and we're saying let, let's let's celebrate the established queens exactly let's celebrate those queens who are going to be shortly joining me across the threshold of gay death <laughs> <laughs> 27 <laughs> oh actually that's it yeah never mind <laughs> okay so as you mentioned uh up first was ariel rec uh killer queen's sister 33 from madrid what do you think um i thought like i okay i, I liked them in that they seemed like they, they obviously talk about their creativity and, and, you know, I thought that their look was sort of interesting because they'd obviously gone with the sporting brief and had the American football thing. But then like as it got to the end of their interview, this like stuttering lack of confidence started to come through where like they were freezing. And I do think that was shady on the producers to do that because... You know, I'm assuming that interview goes on for like half an hour at least and they're only using like less than a minute and a half of it. So to choose like two questions where the person is kind of stumbling over their words, like it's kind of a bit shady. Um, And it definitely gave me the impression that this person, like they have the same sort of, I would say, stillness and quietness that Killer Queen had. But like maybe they're not the kind of silent assassin that she turned out to be. They're, They're maybe a bit more lacking in confidence yeah i definitely did notice the stuttering and stammering and tripping over the words as well but she actually didn't seem to be bothered by it <laughs> and maybe i don't know maybe she just had a good poker face but i kind of was like okay she doesn't seem to take herself too seriously and you know we say this all the time it's hard to judge who's going to do well it's hard to gauge that as is it quiet confidence or is it was it actually you know panic behind the eyes um so it's hard to know but yeah, it could be a classic setup as the first out. Sure, she couldn't even get her words out. It's yeah, hard to know. Yeah. But if there hadn't been that, I would have thought she was going to do well. Like she opened with a real fierceness. She was, I'm going to take the crown back that she stole from my sister. Um, she said she was a queen of social media. I wasn't really enjoying the American football fantasy that she was giving. Um, but overall, I thought there was promise. I now that I've seen the full twelve, ten, I don't think she'd be the first one to go home. No, I don't think she'd be the first one to go home. She wouldn't feature in my kind of like most memorable queens. Um, but I, I could definitely see other ones who I'd be more anticipating might leave a little earlier. Yeah. One, two, three, four. I think 11. We have 11 overall. Um, Diamante Mary Brown. You know, sometimes we get these queens and those names just do not roll off the tongue. <laughs> what was the one from Canada we had that was just, just didn't go well? Was Anastasia Nakwe? Anastasia, oh, I mean, like, look, Heidi and Closet is the only queen, the queen, the, the singular queen of the, the terribly hard to say name that then becomes the, like, the meme. Uh, yeah, Demonte Mary Brown. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of 
the wig. Like, it just looked heavy and clinky and sort of, I, yeah. And I, like, I think, because I, what I, what I, I think someone, someone, someone spoke of Morgan McMichaels recently, that they're a good drag queen, but they're not a good drag race queen, because they're someone who obviously is a brilliant performer and has a lot of personality. And I think that my interpretation of this, of, of Demante is, is perhaps that, like, this is someone who's going to be an amazing performer, who's going to be a really good dancer, who's obviously, you know, kind of like into the sort of club night aspect of drag, but I didn't get a sense that they were going to bring, you know, kind of much more than that. Yeah, I thought, well, first of all, they're from the Dominican Republic, which I thought was was fun. Another part of the world we get to have our cultural exchange with, um, but they're living in Madrid. I got really good, fun personality. I thought what the look was, was one of the more, the most Messy. simplest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, like there was no, there was no lace front or anything on the wig. Like it was just, you could see the hairline. It was like, it, it was a, it was a design challenge what, what they were wearing. And it was safe to low in a design challenge personally. Uh, but they said reggaeton runs through their blood. So I'm wondering whether that would come up at all um, in a lip sync. But I thought, for, I got a rancha vibes off this person because I kind of just thought it was like fun, sunny disposition but a bit of polish may be needed. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. I think this is this is a person who'll be fun to have in the workroom for as long as they last. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, we said Lady Camden would be gone before she oh my got to the bar, so... Yeah, I, I had fully, like, marched Lady Camden out of that workroom and back onto a flight to Bristol or wherever she's from. Um, and now she's probably my favourite queen on the season, yeah. so... so. There we go. Who knows? It's all, all over for Diamante Mary Brown. <laughs> now you've been to uh, Gran Canaria, Gran Canaria as, as a, a drag goer. Do all the drag queens there have drag as their first name? Um, so I have engaged with the expat, extremely sort of campy British drag in Gran Canaria through the the, the likes of Sparkles uh, and Funny Boys and, and those that are, are, are featured on the first floor of the Yumbo Centre. Uh, so I haven't actually seen many. You do see or have seen these kind of like carnival kind of um, obviously traditional Gran Canarian style drag festival queens sort of meandering about the place. But I don't know whether there is a distinct... I, 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 I don't know whether that is just something that is like, unique to the island or whether it just so happens that we've had to... I'm assuming it is something unique to the island, though. That they all... They, that they all have drag. drag. F- yeah. Yeah. I, I like it for them. I hope it is. That that would that would give it a really nice sense of place if it was. But our next queen is Drag Sethlas, also from Gran Canaria, 30 Las Palmas. And... I think they're going to do better than Drag Volcano. I definitely do as well. I think that they are going, I think they seemed extremely confident. I loved the kind of edginess they had. Their personality seemed like very kind of, you know, brash and confrontational, which is always quite fun. Um, And I think that you could tell that like, they're going to bring this Grand Canarian style drag, but they're going to like leave it in the back door and they're going to bring the sort of drag that wants to be seen on the main stage. Like you, you can kind of tell that they're, like they mentioned a couple of times during the, the the meet the queens about how the, how like they're going to do better than drag volcano and like how they how they know how to serve this sort of drag so that it does do well so you know i think they've got a fire in their belly to 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 prove a fire in their belly and a chip on their shoulder both wonderful things for drag grace <laughs> i got a sort of yara sophia chaos from them which i liked 
very much that yes yeah. <laughs> uh, next was Estrella Extravaganza 25 from Jerez de la Frontera which is an area in Andalusia now lives in Barcelona um, they gave me Macarena I think it, it was just the sort of comedy campiness of that sort of Sesame Street look that they had I liked when they said that they're they're kind of Britney Spears meets Divine I thought that was an interesting yeah. uh, point of view to come at and I also liked when they said that life is measured in smiles. Oh, I was like, oh. I missed that. That's nice. <laughs> like, oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, I I mean, the puppets were a little gimmicky for me. Um, I, I did sort of enjoy that, like, divine Britney Spears reference point. I, I think that they could be interesting. They did seem funny and they seem quite natural. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm holding it like they could kind of go James Mansfield and that is purely based on the puppet reference uh, and end up kind of gone too soon. But I hope they do well because I do like that life is measured in smiles. <laughs> yeah, I think they're if they do fall, it could be on a personality list challenge, like a sewing challenge. I think they'll do really well in the, you know, making an advert or any of those ones where they have to get the personality yeah. across. So I think if they get past the first episode, I think they, they could do they could well. be okay. Assuming the first episode is a sewing challenge. We don't know. Uh, Yota Karayota, 18, from the same place as Estrella Extravaganza. Neo Folklore, Flamenco, Volenta. Another simple look overall. But I think there's a bit of feistiness in them. Yeah, very young. Um, and I think that sometimes with the younger queens, they can tend to... to bur- well, I suppose it, it goes one way or the other, really. It's like Anubis or um, or a crystal or, a, or, or, or Aquaria. It's like either they're going to come in there and they're going to have not had enough time to mature and they're going to flame out or they're going to like come in and absolutely stun everyone. I got the impression that um, they maybe were kind of like overstating their abilities a little bit. I don't know why, um, but I think when they talked about how they weren't good at like singing or dancing and they said they weren't good at strutting either, which I mean, I sort of took to mean kind of like, you know, being fierce and it's like, okay, uh, you know, you, they, those are kind of qualities you that's have not, to have. That's not something you normally hear people say, I won't be good at that. Like sometimes I'm not a great sewer, I'm not a great dancer. I'm not great at doing runways, the thing yeah. you have to do every episode. Yeah, yeah. But so that did make me kind of think, okay, and I, I mean, I don't know, I suppose like, you know, I'm possibly just conditioned by the fact that I always associate the word Neo with sort of a matrixy style futuristic thing. So when I heard like Neo folklore, I was expecting more sort of, you know, um, kind of like neon lights and sort of those like, what are those glass sticks full of colour? Glow sticks? Glow sticks! <laughs> if they're glass, you're doing well. <laughs> I, I just thought of Nelly Furtado and her like I'm like a bird era mm-hmm. kind of folklore so yeah it's interesting to know like especially since we have been tied down in Jasmine and Georgia's of it all over season 14 the young queens so I'm more in the in the needs more experience camp I guess for young queens but she could you know like we said pull, pull it out of the bag and impress us she certainly has the, the determination you know so I guess we'll see Georgie Derkli. Now, I that this name confused me entirely, but yeah. Georgie, no, Jurigi Derkli. First name sounds Japanese, surname sounds Dutch. 31 from Madrid. 
horny little Greco-Roman doll. Yeah. <laughs> Loves the 60s and 70s beauties. Uh, seemed a bit shy, but interesting that they're like an opera singer. I enjoyed the opera singing. I was not expecting the opera singing. I quite like them. Like, I kind of think that sort of, that they, they had sort of an understated confidence that, that made me think that they're they're going to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a silent assassin, perhaps. Uh, loved their look. I thought that their, one of their looks was probably one of the strongest in the, in the Meet the Queens. Um, which, I, I don't know, the Meet the Queens looks weren't terribly strong overall. A lot of them were just like body suits with like fabric kind of pinned to them. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed her um, and, and sort of would like to see more from her. And perhaps I was mostly won over by the by the opera. And I think two queens chose to sing. One did, she did opera and then another one did La Vie en Rose. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, that's a pity. Your La Vie en Rose was not as good as that opera bit no. that we heard. No. Um, also the first trans contestant on the franchise made me think as well are they allowed to cast a cisgendered woman or does Rue say, is only Rue allowed to do that I don't I assume well, I suppose now that we've had like Victoria Scone like I assume like I assume the doors like the doors she's opened as per Gia Gunn uh, so I assume that they can they just haven't because either people haven't applied or they haven't met the standards that are required or they have chosen not to for whatever reason because um, I can't see why once one person, like once one cisgendered woman has been cast on the, the show, you know, any everyone's welcome. We've had straight guys, we've had trans people, we've had mm. cis women. Come on in, finally. Cause, Except, cause, unless you're I, a drag king, then, <laughs> then get on it. <laughs> in terms of like promo for the show, like if, if one of the, if down under, for, well, that they definitely wouldn't, but if one of the franchises just said, we're just going to do a cast of women, either cisgendered or trans, like it would get a lot of positive promo. They get a lot more people watching it. I don't know why people, they haven't done that yet. I, I suppose it's, it's interesting because yes, they would in the kind of global fandom, but would they necessarily within their local fandom? Uh, or their local I don't know is it a local fandom I don't even know the word fandom listen look at me yeah but it's true I guess the people who are paying for this is a Spanish production company surely so yeah you have to keep them happy and they'll be thinking yeah. of the Spanish audience I suppose so. yeah yeah yeah. but it is interesting uh, and I think she will certainly be an interesting character so I will keep my beady eye on her next up was Marina 34 the non-binary goddess from Barcelona I was surprised when they said that sewing was their weakness because I loved what they were wearing. Oh, what they were wearing was gorgeous. Like, and I, I thought it looked like they sort of like sort of nod to to Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenfurter, I felt in like the, the overall look. Yeah, I thought they, they, one of the best looks of the night and them and Jirigi, um where the two were two of the ones I put stars beside to indicate that I'm, I'm like, I'm tipping them for, for greatness. Uh, uh, Marina got a tick Jirigi didn't get a tick but Marina got a tick there's another tick coming up later on as well <laughs> but it's funny I wrote all rounder down even though I knew that she had just said she can't sew so I don't know she just really impressed me she described herself as cinema which I quite like you mm-hmm. know saying I'm cinema uh, classy yeah just I think that I she was the first person I saw that I said that's top three material I think yeah no I, I very much felt that as well like there was just an energy that came off them that kind of matched that of the likes of Carmen uh, Carmen Farala from last season that you were just like there's somebody who knows what they're doing and who does it well Marissa Prissa uh, 28 from Galicia 
now living in Madrid. Another simple look. I was surprised when she said she was good at sewing because what she was wearing made her look pregnant in the silhouette. Yeah. And it's just one of those looks that, you know, Michelle Visage would be like, you're not giving us the hourglass. <laughs> I don't know why she sounds like Patty and Selma, but in my head she does sometimes. Like, you're not giving us that hourglass silhouette. So, Also, yeah. she is given the current move as regards the the use of this particular phrase, the only queen in the franchise who can claim that they are serving fish. Yes. Because they're, yeah. they're a fish sales fish person. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember, Who else can deep bone a trout while serving a long-tailed tuna? Like, I was like, wow. There's a lot of, a lot of Spanish fish culinary references here I'm not really getting. She was my least favourite. Yeah, I didn't think she was... I mean, I guess if she can sew and the first challenge is a sewing challenge, then I'm assuming that that will, that will bode well for her to get through that. Although they do love to knock a queen down on the thing they're best for, you know? <laughs> Jasmine Kennedy. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like, she's been doing the drag for three years and obviously I, I feel like she's a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, also, like, I mean, I do love when sort of there's a nod towards some sort of, like, personal experience that you don't ever get so like I had to return to my hometown for personal circumstances and I was like okay but you didn't have to stay there because you're on Drag Race now so <laughs> I'm sure we'll get that in a mirror moment in episode yeah, one hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah and look you could be good at sewing that doesn't mean you're good at design because I didn't True. like what you were I wearing. did not I didn't it didn't fit particularly well and it had weird like kind of poofy bit it kind well, of gave were- me Gills were they gills? I don't know the gills, the the, the gills that kills. Um, it sort of had a similar vibe to, and I wonder if this is like a shape the young people are doing now. The the green look that blue hydrangea wore, the like Patrick's Day look that she wore. Oh yeah, thing with the kind of like things over the mm. like, like over the knees. They kind of go over the hips, kind of in a yeah. way. Whereas these these were up at her stomach, so it yeah. was. Yeah, they're like visors almost. Yeah, this, I don't know. I don't know what the brief was. I don't know what she was going for. I didn't really like it. I loved Onyx. Onyx was next. Madrid, 33. Loved. Yeah, me too. The Green Goblin on a a Peloton. I was obsessed. Uh, I loved the look. I thought it was really cool. I think I've seen her entrance look is kind of like a blue variation of of this look uh, that looks like really elevated it looks stunning um yeah i've written kooky and beautiful um spelled with two o's um and yeah like i think it seems like a a really good kind of freaky queen i'm i'm into it when evie oddly did that uh Oh, jellyfish look but if it was hopper from a bug's life that's kind of what i felt this promo look was like uh, but also her makeup was amazing i think she had one of the best beats of yeah, the cast absolutely. as well like yeah no it was very far makeup. away from like halloween makeup whatever yeah, yeah and they just seemed to have such an air of confidence this was another person who i thought was straight into the top three um and i guess in terms of my comparisons i said maybe a bit like ugasio purely from a sort of out of the box approach to yeah what they're going to look at different concept I, so and I, I I feel like as if like with Ugasio they could do like I think they could never really tie and actually we saw this again in in in, in one of in the more recent uh, Drag Race Holland as well with what's it, a v beginning with V Vanessa um, 
No, not Vanessa. The the one with the mobile. Vivaldi. Phone. Vivaldi. That's the one. Where it's like <laughs> the one I was. That's their drag legacy now. Uh, that Just... is their drag legacy. But I I very much felt that them like even though they had like a huge amount of ideas, they didn't know how to connect them through to a concept. And I feel like with Onyx stuff, they'll be able to be like a fully realized concept that'll run right through everything. It won't just be kind of oh, I'm going to pull a bit of this and pull a bit of that. Everything will be thought out. That's what I'm hoping for from Onyx. Do you think? Babaldi and her mobile phone to Dutch people will be like Nadine Coyle and her lying about her age no okay. nothing will ever be that iconic <laughs> true <again. laughs> uh, well Samantha Valentine is going to try I'm going to go with Valentine only because I figured we know the Spanish people you know kind of interchanging B and B for us so I figure she's going for Valentine's 35 from Cadiz uh Christina Aguilera, TikTok queen. I wasn't entirely sure what she was offering. I didn't. I did not live. <laughs> I'm not gagging. <laughs> I'm not gagging. I'm not gagging. Um, no, like I, all I've written for her is Samantha Valentine, 35. Oh, Duncan Valentine, like the dragon. Um, <laughs> Samantha Jones and Duncan Valentine. Valentine. That's my drag <laughs> persona. Um, I, I've just written 35, 15 years in drag, started at 20. So, <laughs> <laughs> some basic arithmetic. You were engaged in the video, <laughs> but yeah, good for her. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like. She didn't. She didn't uh, really kind of like jump out of the screen at me. Not like say the next person who I really loved. Well, it's interesting because I'm, I missed that bit of quick maths there because she said she blew up on TikTok. So that made me feel she was relatively new to drag. So to hear she's been doing it for 15 years is interesting, I guess, as, a, as an addendum to being a TikTok queen. I mean, I'm assuming it's TikTok. It could be YouTube. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. But I mean, that's sort of what that the first queen, the, the killer queen sister said, right, as well about kind of like how... She had like quite a bit, even though she'd been doing it for a long time, she had like quite a like sizable following on social media. So I think it obviously is just maybe kind of because you were a well-known drag queen when these things emerged, you were able to capitalize on it. Um, but yeah. And then like, I mean, you know, you see some, some like even say Dame Stuffy here is a, is a queen who's been doing it for a while and has like, like built up a really big following on TikTok. It's probably like the most, the, the, the Irish drag queen who uses TikTok to best effect. Mm, um, yeah, has been that's true. Well. Yeah. Sharon, 45, Barcelona. I've got two words for you. Tracy Beaker. Oh, yes. I love it. Like when she was on Strictly a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved I loved her massive hair and I got a kind of a mother of the, the, the group kind of vibe off her. I thought that she was just so gorgeous. So gorgeous. Yeah, she didn't give her age. I had to actually look it up afterwards. Uh, but I mean, she had great another great beat. Uh, she was the she was Livian Rose, the singer, and actually the voice didn't even feel like it was coming from her at all. It felt like totally different. I felt she played her cards very close to her chest. I think her segment was possibly the shortest, so I got the least impression from her, other than a sort of confidence. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just was won over by the look. I think I really enjoyed it. It was very natural. It was, I think, because as well, like, we actually have quite a diverse, like, range of queens in this mix. Like, there's a lot of them who are serving kind of more, like, I don't know, like, slightly edgier makeup. That, like, this queen who's just doing sort of very simple 
female inter- impersonation, if you want to call it that. Like, I think that was that stood out in the cast, and like, I just love the hair. To be honest with you, <laughs> that Tracy just, Beaker hair. Yeah, it was just so good. <laughs> and finally, Ben Bendita Von Dash from Alicante Thirty. Tita Von Tees with a beard. Mm. Come on, chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I actually thought it was like a like an artificial beard. I thought they should paint it on the beard. I, I don't think I, it ca- I don't think it counts as a beard. Like I think you know, take that off. You know, <laughs> take that thing off your I, face. Exactly. Either grow it in or take it off. Like that's not a beard. That does not make you a bearded queen. Having a strap around your your like it barely makes you a bearded person. person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But uh, other than the beard, did you like? I mean, had a tremendous amount of confidence for someone who had, you know, <laughs> that a centimeter of of hair running around their chin. Um, <laughs> I like that they're going to be bringing a cabaret point of view. Yeah, I think that'll uh, be interesting. I think so, and I I actually do think that they're going to do well. Like I I can see them performing better than any of the bearded queens we've had on the show so far. Okay, and I'm trying to remember. So, it's Madam Madness, and there well there was someone else, but I can't. Remember. Oh, Laquisha yeah, La Bamba. Bamba. <laughs> actually, you know what? They probably aren't going to do better than Laquisha. La <laughs> but they should do. <laughs> yeah. They'll do better than Laquisha La Bamba deserved to do. <laughs> yeah. Pervert backing into a bush. <laughs> bush. <Lakeisha> La <laughs> we are going to make friends with at Dragon in in January. We are going to be up there. We're all going to be doing the pervert bush shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Right, time to put our money where our mouth is. Who are the top three? Who's the first out? Okay, for me, the top three, I believe, are Sharon, Onyx, and Marina. Okay. And I would say the first out is... I, I'm going to go maybe Samantha Ballantyne or um, Estrella Extravaganza. Uh, yeah, I'm not too far off that to be honest. And I just for variety, I'm not going to say Sharon, and I'm going to say um, Ariel Wreck because I think maybe they're trying to throw us off with the the stuttering and mm-hmm. the stammering and the spitting. Um, but yeah, Marina and Onyx definitely are the other two, and I feel it's either going to be Marissa Prissa or Yota Cariota are the first two uh, to be out. They, they well, uh, Yota is definitely, was definitely my uh, third on, on my list as well. Um, but yeah. And who, who who's, whose looks are you most excited to see over the course Onyx. of the season? I Onyx. mean, yeah, that, it's not even a question. It's mm. not even a question. <laughs> yeah. I would have said Marine until they said they weren't a good sewer. But they definitely have budget, so... Interesting to see. Last season we had a night of a thousand Rosalias. Is there another Spanish icon you'd like to see honoured in the runway this season? And if so, why is it Ruth Lorenzo? <laughs> because she did not get the love and acknowledgement that she deserved. Um, <laughs> at Eurovision. At Eurovision, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I, I would, I would love to see some. Oh God, I don't know. I guess an Anita Spanish Anita song would be good because I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. her now. Thank you mm-hmm. to the world of Brazil for giving me, <laughs> gifting me Anita. Yeah, I, I think like obviously I'd love someone like Shakira or something, but I think they're going to be 
sticking to to Spain. So like Penelope Cruz could be fun if we got like a Penelope Cruz runway. Yeah, and Nights of a Thousand Penelope Cruises would be interesting. She has done some strange, some wacky and wonderful. Um, oh, that would make me watch season two of Italia. It would be a Night of a Thousand Monica Bellucci's. Yeah, that'd be mm. fun. And then why in the US they should do Monica Lewinsky's. That'd also be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would just be one dress um, and, and a lot of people getting cancelled. Um, <laughs> So that's it. That's the kickoff to Drag Race Hispania season two. It airs this Sunday. We'll be covering it on Thursdays. Uh, well, we'll be covering it between then and Thursday, and it'll be aired on Thursdays in the workroom. If you like the sound that cast and you want to hear us cover it weekly, head over to headstuffpodcast.com, sign up. It's only five euro a month. You'll get all the episodes straight into that private feed. And, and if you don't like it, you can cancel after. Exactly. And with price of living like rocketing up, that's one thing we can rely on not to change. That five there euro, you go. that is... That is actually, a- with the inflation at the moment, it's it's actually, you know, it's a bargain. Oh my God. I mean, you're losing money by not. <laughs> <laughs> it is the equivalent of three litres of petrol. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Though with the end of the world approaching, maybe go buy that three litres of petrol. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, right, well, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.